And, and I, I think, think it has been a long, long time since our last Cinemaniacs episode. That's our, um, yeah. Little Rocket Man cover. I'm a Cinemaniac! Maniac! Okay. <laughs> I'm getting my ears hurt. Alright. Roll the intro. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to Cinemaniacs with Love It and Gibbs. How you going, Eric? Oh, I like that little look. Love oh, It, I don't know, look. just a little just deviation a, of the normal just, just, intro, I don't know. Just here to spice it up a little, yeah, yeah. yeah. How are you, Eric? It's been a while, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks, I think, yeah. since, uh, what was it, the John Wick one was the last one, I think. Was it? Yeah, I think it was the John Wick. Well, you know, that was a good podcast. How many views did one. we get on that? No, no, no. We, we need to get we more didn't, views. We didn't really so advertise please, that one. Please, yeah, we didn't actually. No. But please share the podcast to your yeah, friends, family. Everyone. Your dog. Yeah, anyone and everyone, please. That'd be good. We want to get Facebook famous. <laughs> so we're not on Facebook, but we no. want to get Insta famous. All right, yeah. let's get on with it. Yeah, um, so today is actually our first, or you can probably tell by the title, it's our first um, special episode in our decade special, which we're going to be doing once a month, which is um, we're starting off this episode with the 40s and 50s going through, which we wanted to combine these decades because I feel like there wasn't enough for, um, for you know, these po- you know having separate podcasts for these decades. So um, every uh, month we're going to be going through each decade, going up to the 2010s, which we'll finish off this year. And we'll also be doing uh, a review for Rocket Man, which we understand doesn't fully fit with the topic. Oh, it doesn't. But, it doesn't. But we all. need to talk about. Actually, it. I tried to. I was trying to find a segue for this. Guess what decade Elton John was born in? Uh, yeah, he was born in the forties. Yeah. So I guess it works. You did. It does um, work. And okay. you know, Elton John covers um, Elton John as a uh, Rocket Man covers Elton John as a child. It does. As um, Reginald Dwight, Reggie Dwight, Is Reggie that... Dwight, Reginald Dwight. Dwight. Yeah, I think it's Dwight. That's um, such a terrible name. It is a bad name. So, Rocket Man is directed by Dexter Fletcher. Man, who names their kid Ethel? Who we, <laughs> who we know did um, Eddie the Eagle. Who, yeah, did you see which that? Which I haven't seen Eddie I the Eagle. I liked it. Is I it, it good? Fun, yeah. Okay, yeah. Which he, with Hugh Jackman and Tyron Edgerton as well. Um, and he also finished off um, Bohemian Rhapsody when Brian Singer left two weeks before production finished. Yeah. Which I'm guessing he might have done the live aid sequence, which is probably like the best bit of the movie. Probably. Um, and this stars Tyron Edgerton as Elton John who is, like, one of my favourite solo artists, personally. Well, obviously, Taron Edgerton was a really important part of the movie. How do, you, how do you think his performance was? I thought he was fantastic. He was so damn good. In, yeah. I, I, I do think he's Oscar-worthy. I think, I, I think he gave a lot of conflict to the character. Yeah, exactly. Like, he, a he, lot he... of internal conflict, which... Yeah. Also, I'd relate to James Dean's performance in Rebel Without a Cause, which we'll talk about later. Which we'll talk about later. But, um, yeah, I feel like... He was really strong. He felt uh, yeah. he felt real and yeah. authentic, and not not a caricature like no. my main problem with Rami Malek's performance was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a real performance. I yep. think did did he he actually like stayed with Elton John for a while, like in his house or something? Oh, like. did he? Yeah, he did. That's so cool. Well, he's had like connections with Elton John throughout his <laughs> yeah film Kingsman. Career. I was thinking Kingsman. About that, yeah. He um in the movie Sing, you know that animated furry movie. Yeah, was um, John he it? sung. No, he well he sung I'm still standing. Oh right, and, yeah. Um, and apparently to get into the Academy of Acting slash music, I think he did um he did your song. He sung that right. as well. So he sort of had a connection with Elton John throughout his life. And I mean he looks he looked the part, I thought. 
I mean, like, he, I suppose his jawline was a bit... His face wasn't, like, perfectly in yeah, line with what he looked like. But it's not just looking the part. No, no, obviously, body. obviously. It's acting chops as well. Yeah. And I thought he was fantastic. I didn't... I don't think his singing... I mean, it was good. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the soundtrack was great because, you know, it's Elton John. Everyone loves Elton John. It's fantastic. Yeah. Or at least everyone loves one or two of his songs. Oh, yeah. Maybe not all of his Maybe songs. Maybe not all of his songs, yeah. Or at least one or two. Um... As for directing, I think it was so obvious that Dexter Fletcher clearly knew how to approach a musical and a biopic because it is a musical biopic fantasy type thing. Yeah, it's a fantasy thing, which was it's, odd to me. Like, yeah. it was kind of Well, I knew like, it was going to be fantasy because the trailers yeah. sort of had that because it was him floating and him yeah. in the pool. That floating sequence, the crocodile rock <sighs> sequence. My which, I mean, technically, Lord. but I love that because when he performed that, I didn't know, he, I didn't did, know, he did jump up and. Yeah, and I didn't know did, that that's a thing that he did. Did he do. I mean, he's probably too old for when you saw him live, but. Oh, no, he, he couldn't. He could only stand up. <laughs> I'm serious. He could only stand up and walk around. Um, yeah, um, but I think it was so obvious that Dexter Fletcher he had this really fresh vision of what what he wanted to do. Um, he went through. He had full confidence going through. You know, each of the musical sequences. Um, in particular, Saturday Night's Alright, yeah. which I mean, that was strong. He grabs your hand and takes you on this journey, which is like out into this sort of fairground type thing. Mm. Um, and it's a progression of him going from when he's young to when he's older, yeah. which I absolutely adored. You can find it on YouTube that sequence. It's on YouTube. All the um, yeah, the one at the start as well was amazing. Man, I yeah. didn't know that song. It's a great it's song. It's a great song. It's, it's a, cool. such a good song. Um, I think, so the structure of the movie, it starts off with him as sort of in therapy. Because he comes from, we learn at the end, he comes Madison from Square Madison Garden. Square Garden, which I think actually happened. Yeah. I don't think he, he played that performance. I think he went to therapy straight after. It was supposed to be like five sold out shows or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Wow. Um, and so he went, so I love how the structure of the film is sort of him telling his story of his life. Um, and it's through this musical sort of um, gaze, which yeah. I think is really interesting. Um, I think that what this movie does a lot better than... I think this movie is going to get comparisons to Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, of course. And sort of deservedly so, only because it's... Um, it's a, lo- it's a similar, lot of similarities. They're both kind of similar musical styles, almost. Similar, yeah. I mean, they're different because Alan Jones is more rock. Yeah, kind of. but if we're talking about the film itself, I think that... There's the similarities between Tyron Edgerton and Rami Malek performance. Mm-hmm. Um, purely because they're playing, you know, these, like, basically legends, musical legends. And they sort of... And I think Tyron Edgerton's getting a lot of Oscar buzz for this already. Is he? Yeah. I heard of it. And I, I hope... I really hope he does. I think he's actually magnificent in this movie. I think he's better than Rami Malek. Mm-hmm. Um, That's not difficult. No, no. actually, no. Rami, <laughs> Rami Malek was very okay, good. Okay, I give him too much um, <clears throat> But I think this movie, you know, it's similar to Bohemian Rhapsody because we have... I mean, John Reed, we've got the same character. Richard Madden plays John Reed yeah, in this Her- movie. He must then, be dead because there's no... Like, there's no way. He's, he's portrayed as he's, a bad dude. He's been portrayed as a bad dude in Bohemian Rhapsody and this movie in particular. This movie, he's portrayed as an awful person. Um, and I mean, it, it, a lot of what happens in this movie is obviously... Because Elton John definitely had influence in the he writing a, process. He was a producer. Yeah, he was a producer. He And David Furnish as well was a producer. Um, he definitely had influence in the writing process. So a lot of what happens was definitely what Elton John was feeling. Like they, they didn't portray his parents very nicely in this movie either. Yeah. His parents were pretty awful people. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bryce Dallas Howard was really good as well. She was so, for supporting of, And uh, Jamie Bell was yeah. so good. That's Bernie Taupin, yeah. his, um, his primary lyricist. He I was like, really damn yeah, good. Yeah, that was, yeah, I was, really, that was a great performance. There was that one scene on top of the roof, which I just thought... That was a great performance, yeah. That was yeah. excellent. Like, yeah, that was, was so really good. well played. It was. He was probably the standout supporting actor, I thought. Yeah. Um, Richard Madden kind of was one note. I mean, he was good. He was a little one note, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, he was very good in the movie. Um, 
So he also got to sing "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road." Um, yes, that's what? true. No, that he was that no, movie. that was Bernie Toppin. That no. was Bernie Toppin. Yeah, was, yeah. Sorry, that's um, Richard Madden did "Honky Cat." Yeah, with right, Carnage yeah. did as well. Yeah, but they were kind of in the same area of the. Um, yeah. In the, of the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think the fantasy elements were, and the musical bits were definitely my favourite bits of the movie because I feel like the, the fantasy stuff sort of felt aligned with Elton's music. Yeah. And sort of the film's tone, kind of, as well, which yeah. I like because it's sort of... Um, and what I mean by that is, like, it not not cheesy, but, like, kind of, like, the musical stuff, especially at the start with the kids singing and him singing because I wasn't really yeah. expecting that. Yeah, no. Like it, I wasn't really expecting it to be like that. Yeah, I thought it was different. just going to be a, a fantasy biopic. I wasn't expecting really the musical stuff. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's like the kid singing, his dad singing, and it's sort of through all this, these different lenses. Um, this film's got a lot of hype, though. I, 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 I mean, I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. I don't think it quite matched it. Really? Yeah, I mean... I, I mean, I will agree with you that there was a huge amount of hype for this movie when early reviews came out at Cannes, because it yeah. screened at Cannes. Um, but I, I absolutely had a blast with that. I thought it was so good. Yeah. There's a couple tiny issues I have. Um, purely kind of pacing stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, just thought it was a complete film. It wasn't quite... Was it quite a complete film? Is that I don't it? know. I just didn't feel... There's something about it. It's hard to... Some, I, some scenes um, felt like they could have used more, um, more screen time, if that makes sense. Some scenes, it felt like it was jumping from different things over and over. And, and I understand it's difficult in a biopic, but there was... They skipped from a certain certain time period to another time period, literally after, like, in a snap of a finger. As in, like, the they young... they skipped to him and Kiki D doing "Don't You Break Yeah, they like, 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 Heart," he, and he was he was a millionaire. Him getting famous yeah. overnight, yeah, yeah, it was literally overnight. They did that in Bo-Rap as well, didn't they? Oh uh, like, well, it was a sort of little on. montage thing, mm. I think. Um, which I mean, I get you can't. It's a two-hour movie, and you've got to really prioritize on what you want to show. Make it a three-hour and... movie, duh. <laughs> That's a little long, um, That's but. Just... Um, I think the the musical performances in this movie were just amazing, and the crocodile rock scene, oh, like, was fantastic. You can get that on YouTube as well. Hypnotic. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, the Saturday Night's Alright I already mentioned. Yeah, really I didn't think I didn't good. think Tiny Dancer, which is one of my favorite mm-hmm. songs. Probably that's my favorite. that is my favorite. I think I think Goodbye Yellow Brick Road slightly better. Yeah, I um, love that song too. But both of those scenes were a bit disappointing because um, it wasn't like Elton John actually singing. I mean, actually, no, Tiny Dancer was. Tiny Dancer was it, but I, I like the I could like the Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Wish, it is, it, again, it's a musical. I mean, it's I mean, other yeah, people I are singing as yeah. well. I wish we got like one stage performance. I mean, Crocodile Rock was a stage performance. And kind of Rocket Man, which I, I, let's talk about that sequence because I love that sequence. How was well, in the underwater? He's at the party. He yeah. fall, he falls into the water and you know he says I'm going to kill myself, then falls in, and then he sinks to the bottom and you see him as sort of a baby it or a child. Cool. Yeah, it was um, cool. and I just love that. And then it goes straight from from the ambulance onto stage. Cool. I don't know why that was so cool. I yeah, like to, just them like yeah. dancing around. It was yeah. it was interesting. Yeah, it was, I love I love all those different things, and it was so. And I think that there was no fear. Dexter Fletcher had no fear of what he wanted to do. He was he went into this movie with like straight confidence. Yeah, he, he literally dived into this movie with no hesitations. Yeah, which no, I think no, is it's really true. really commendable. I think um, that yeah. you know he really didn't have any hesitations there. Um, I think what was what this movie did a lot better than Bohemian Rhapsody as well was I think it was really realistic, um, his depiction of Elton's sexuality, which I think uh, uh, Freddie Merck, the Rami Malks, they sort of shied away from that because they wanted to make it a PG movie. Yeah. And this movie's MA. Yeah, yeah there was that one set. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think they didn't shy away. And apparently this movie, um, it got, um, they cut out the, the gay scenes in this movie in Russia. Oh, and right. the studio didn't know about it. Right. So then they, they're getting really mad off at the sort of Russian film. Yeah, you know? classification um, people. 
Yeah. But no, I, I thought, and I think the movie really sh- doesn't shy away from it, unlike Bohemian Rhapsody, which I, I think did, because it wanted the PG rating and it wanted to please everyone. But this yeah. movie really has a vision and it goes for it, which I think is really commendable. It's weird, because he wasn't like closet for long, though. He kind of just like realised. No, but the, well, I like the scene where they're sitting around the table um, with the, the other singers and Girl, Bernie Taupin yeah, in there. And then he American asked, um, guy, oh, yeah. did you know that he's gay or whatever? And yeah. Bernie Taupin's just like, oh, are you? And then he's like, I don't know. And what would you do if I... Well, yeah, it's like, what would you... And Bernie Toppin didn't care. Um, which, which, I mean, then, obviously is why, the way it happened, which is I think is really interesting. Yeah. Um, the movie was never boring, which, I mean, is really commendable because a lot of mov- a lot of biopics are just really boring. Yeah, it definitely could have slowed down. It could have slowed down, it, past, it but it fast, kept itself moving. It was fast-paced, which you, yeah. could, you could have the argument that it didn't give you time to breathe. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But I think... But I, I, I love that, how it just kept... It, it, it never slowed down. It was just a... I loved it. Yeah, loved got, it. yeah, but he gave her a conflicted um, performance, kind of like showing insight into yeah. like the sort of kind of substance abuse, which we've seen a lot recently. We've seen a lot in yeah, biopics, obviously rock biopics, but I mean, it's yeah. def- it was it was it's a like massive a part problem. of Elton John. Yeah, I mean that substance. He almost died. Yeah, he's actually lucky to be alive at this point, really. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's Rocket Man. Because he's fat. Yeah. Well, I lost <laughs> okay. drugs, alcohol. I mean, the guy. Should be dead. Yeah, he's found a new. Gladly he's, not. He's found a new addiction. Yeah, food. <laughs> Don't be rude. <laughs> no, I'm um, no, it's great. Yeah. What an, what an icon, honestly. He's my, probably my favorite solo artist. Him or Billy Joel, to be honest. Do you I know how many it... how many shows Billy Joel's done at the Garden? How many? A lot. Really? I don't, I don't know. Madison Square lot. Garden. Madison Square. Why? Yeah. Why is know. so many there? I think he's a New York native, isn't he? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, he's done a lot there. Okay, that makes sense. Same with Paul Simon. Yeah, actually. Elton John's touring at the moment, and I'm going to go see him again. 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 I've already seen him, but I'm seeing him again. Well, you know what? If you have any cancellations within your yeah. family, give me the No, time. I actually will. You'll, you'll be the first one I call. Oh, thanks. Anyway, so that's Rocket Man. Um, yeah, Aubrey, overall thoughts. Aubrey got tickets to that, didn't he? Uh, no, Will did Douglas. He? Will Douglas did. No, no. Aubrey no, might have, but yeah, I don't I think, think it's Aubrey that. Got... I, I'm going to hang rock. Yeah, that's I think a rare, he's that's going a rare to... concert. Yeah, that like, that's that... so cool. At hanging rock in like the little the field thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, anyway, so overall thoughts on Rocket Man? Just blanket thoughts. Um, it was good. Kind of disposable. I don't know. I feel like I'm not going to rewatch mm. it. it, it felt... Really? I, I, I could imagine me buying the Blu-ray and rewatching this a lot. Yeah. Just as something to fun to put on and have a good time. But also yeah. feel sad. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather, sad, but... I'd, I'd probably rather just buy, um, Elton John's Greatest Hits album, really. Yeah, fair enough. I, I think it's really... But I mean, this, what it... this movie does, because Bo Rap was just the Greatest Hits movie. It yeah. was just like this. There's this song. Here's this song. Here's them performing yeah, this true. song. Here's this song. This movie twists that. Yeah, by they the they fantasy they definitely did. Albums. They added like a lot more conflict, and they made it a movie. They did something interesting with, yeah, the, exactly. with the source material. Yeah, totally. And that's something that hasn't been really done before. No, and exactly. I, and yeah, it's really commendable. You know, what, the more you talk, you make me like it more. Yeah. Yeah. I, but it's good. But anyway, yeah, that's it. That's Rocket Man. Didn't love it. Yeah, fair enough. I did. Um, <laughs> so here's here's where we move on to the 40s and 50s segment. Oh yeah. So we're gonna start with. So we'll start with like 40s movies because we'll go from 40s to 50s. Uh, what do I have any 40s? movies? Do you have any 40s movies? I don't have any 40s movies down. Really? Because, I mean, I can talk about like 
Well, it doesn't matter. Just talk about Steam, talk about whatever. Steamboat Willie came out. Um, yes. Like, which is just the Mickey Mouse short. Mickey like Mouse the short. First one. And this is kind of representative of just the whole Disney kind of corporation. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's still a monolith. Like, it's a behemoth today. Oh, it is. And it's just the start of it. That's where... What, what movie? Like, Pinocchio was done. Pinocchio was 40s. Bambi. Uh, um, Bambi, I believe. Cinderella. Snow well, I think White. Dumbo was 50s. Yeah, Snow, Snow White was Snow 30, White. 30s. 30s, wow. 30s, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, Fritz Lang's Metropolis. That Yeah, we can talk about the pre-history of cinema a bit. Yeah. Because Fritz Lang's Metropolis, that was 30s. Haven't mm-hmm. seen it, actually, but I really want to see there's, it. You That's know, a um, there's a really famous, which is, like, considered the first ever horror movie, um, Nosferatu. Oh, yeah, right. Which have is, you seen it? Which is no. 1920. 1920. Which is, it's, the whole movie's on YouTube. Yeah, I should have wow. watched it. I, I wish I yeah, did. Yeah, I'll, I'll get around to it. Um, have you... Yeah, have you, have you... I mean, it's not a movie, but the Roundhay Garden scene... That's the first documented use of film technology. Oh, yes. It, it looks it's like YouTube. three seconds it's long. It's three seconds, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like the about. first documented. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I've rated it a 9 out of 10. Not because it's interesting. <laughs> it's on IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Just, just because. What's it called? Just the Round Hay Garden scene. The Round? Round Hay Garden scene. Um, the, first, um, the first feature film ever made, guess where it was made? Um, where? Melbourne. Really? Yeah, it was about the Cali Gang. Oh, yes, I have. It was like nineteen oh six or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the first, the first um, talking picture was jazz singer. The first talkie, yeah. Talkie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be talking about someone's first talkie in this, in this one. Okay, so do you want to oh, yeah. start with a movie or? Um, you start. Oh. Okay, so um, I had I literally watched this yesterday because I thought it'd be really interesting. Um, nineteen forty, the Great Dictator. Mm, which right. um, stars Char- he he wrote directed and started it Charlie Chaplin and it was his first ever talkie so it's the first time he had a talking role, right. um, and it's basically about he plays a, a character called Adenoid Hinkel which is essentially a mock of Hitler, yep. um, in it was during the war um, and he's the dictator of a place called Tomania, Germany, um, yeah Germany, um, and he plays sort of two roles he also plays a Jewish barber. Um, right who wakes up after the First World War and he's sort of in the middle of this... Um, he's a Jew and he's in the middle of this whole dictatorship in Tomania. And he's... Uh, and he gets... Because um, he, he doesn't know who Hinkle is and he, like, disrespects him because he doesn't know who he is. So, like, right. the, the sort of stormtroopers <laughs> sort of start, you know, trying to prosecute him. Right, so is it kind, um, of, is it kind of a bit satirical? Or oh, is... it's very satirical. Yeah. Um, actually, Cha- Chaplin stated... That um, in 1964, in an autobiography, that if he if he knew the you know the horrors of the concentration camps at the time, he wouldn't have made the movie mm. because it's it's not a laughing matter. No, it's not a laughing matter. But um, at the time, you know, he thought it was because no one really knew the the extent to yeah, how horrible kind of just, it was. He's kind of just taking the piss. Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of really funny like gags, especially at the start. There's a couple. I love. There's one where he throws a grenade, but it like falls down his shirt <gasps> and it's inside. And then you, he tries to get it all off, and he's like rolling all. Why does he blow floor. up? No, he like he gets it out and just throws it, and it blows up in the air. No, that sounds like um, inspiration from Mr. Bane. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Chaplin probably was. He probably that, was. Oh yeah, totally. And also, um, uh, Steamboat, the guy from Steamboat. Bill mm-hmm. uh, Jr. I can't remember his name. Just go on. Okay. 
I mean, well, yeah, because he was definitely the f- he was the first sort of comedian, like film comedian, yeah. Charlie Chaplin, basically. He now did that, a lot of physical they, stuff. Now they call Kevin Hart a comedian. Yeah. Well, the classification's and, seriously gone down. Yeah, I know. Because he is not funny at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, and apparently there's a, there was a whole plagiarism lawsuit about this movie. Um, Charlie Chaplin's half-brother named Sidney Chaplin apparently directed and starred in a 1921 film called King Queen Joker, which basically was similar because it played him as a dual role between a barber and a dictator. It was supposed to be Hitler? Um, no, 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 because it was before. Point, yeah. He wasn't around at that point. Um, and so the guy um, sued him, sued Charlie Chaplin, um, over the, the great dictator because right. he, he thought it was plagiarism. And I don't think Chaplin... Chaplin hasn't stated that he had any inspiration or whatever. I don't, I don't know if he's even seen the original film, but I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like... You can find it on YouTube. It's it's about two hours. Um, oh, on YouTube? Yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. That's where I watched it, yeah. And also Nosferatu. Let me write that down. Nosferatu, yeah. Which I think is only like 90 minutes. Or maybe oh, 70. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's a great dictator. It's just... Yeah. I wanted to watch a Charlie Chaplin film to sort of just... I haven't actually seen... Like. I haven't actually no, seen... Because 30s, he did, obviously, City Lights and Modern Times, which was his two big ones. I haven't seen any of his stuff. Me neither. Except for that one. That's the only one I've seen. Anyway. Yeah, he's like an icon. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, the 40s wasn't that strong, really. I think... There's not masses. So we've kind of picked three age, and we'll, we might do a ranking of it at the end, because mm-hmm. we're, this is going to lead up to, like, we're going to be ranking each decade, kind of, or not ranking, but discussing, and then give a ranking. Yeah. And... It'll eventually lead up to top ten of the two thousand and tens or something like that. Yep. Um, but I reckon mine are all in the fifties. Let's go. Mm-hmm. We'll start with with um. Well, I talked about it in the Rocketman review. Um, Rebel Without a Cause. Rebel Without a Cause. You've seen it, haven't you? I have seen Rebel Without a Cause. Yeah. You, um, you gave me the DVD. I yeah. Oh yeah. We're. Oh no, DVD. Um. Yeah. yeah. My thoughts on it. I think James Dean's performance stands out. That's really the reason why I watched because I've just heard about. He's great. Him. He is like for such a young actor mm. who's kind, who would kind of have a lot going on. The fame would begin to his head. He like some people. Yeah, the, the movie rests on his shoulders. Some people would often like just give a half-assed performance or something because I mean they're rich and it doesn't matter. He gave a real performance, which was just so such an conflict, an inner conflict, mm-hmm. and. It's like, it's where um, Tommy was, I got the, you're tearing me apart. Yeah, exactly. Uh, at yeah. the start with him, yeah. But I mean, that's a serious line. It's like, yeah, you're it tearing me apart. It just shows. Yeah, it is brilliant. And it kind of, I don't know, it plays to its era. It um, It's kind of just cool, like the leather jacket and stuff and kind yeah, of the, cool, yeah. the haircut and the plain chicken on an edge of a cliff. I don't know. It's just a cool movie. It is cool. Yeah, it just, it's, I'm really into the cinema history. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of it comes from this time. Yeah, no, it, it's probably it's probably like their their version of like like a coming of age movie we have now. Like, what's the, what's love, a big love one? Simon. Love Not Simon. Really what, what's one that like defines our generation? Do you reckon? Well, that's difficult. I mean, Lady Bird was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, oh, that that, that, that was what nineties or two thousands? Oh. That was early two thousands, wasn't it? Lady Bird. Yeah, I think. Well, as in, like it was. Lady it was, Bird was. No, but it was set. It was set in. Yeah, it was Greta right. Gerwig's uh, childhood life. Um, modern people, pro- maybe Edge of Seventeen. People have talked about Edge of Seventeen. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about that. Love. People have talked about um Booksmart. Have you heard about that? One? No, uh, it's a uh, twenty nineteen. Yeah, people have heard of that. That as being like our generations. Like, really. You know, coming back. Yeah, also eighth grade. Apparently, I haven't seen that, eighth grade. Supposed to be really good. Yeah. Um. Actually, there's a lot of comparisons. I mean, less about the actual plot line or characters or anything, but just um with Rebel Without a Cause and La La Land. Actually. Really. 
Yeah, because I mean, well, oh, they're, they're, well they, they, they have the um, like the whatever it is, the observatory. Right. Yes, um, they do. They do. Kind of like they reference it a lot. They go and mm-hmm. see it. I don't know. It's kind of they just have a connection there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So we can both jump back and forth on this one because we've both seen it. Um, and it's just a little tiny movie that I don't think many people have talked about or seen, and it's called Citizen Kane. Yeah. Um, people say it's the greatest film of all time. Yeah. I mean, it's it was res- re- resolution- resolutionary for a reason. Revo- revolutionary. Resolu- revolutionary. Not sorry. Res- not I have races. Res- it's hard to speak. No, you've been, th- um, you've been thinking of the ICT exam. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, I have. That went dreadfully. Um, uh, Citizen Kane, 1941, directed by Orson Welles. He also stars in it as Charles Foster Kane. Um, and, and Orson Welles came from a theatre background. He didn't, that's what he mostly did. Yeah, he was mainly an um, actor, really. Yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. Yeah. And he was extremely young to direct such a big movie at the time, because he wasn't, he wasn't very old when, this, yeah. when he directed this film. Um, this film was way ahead of its time. Yeah. This film came out in 1941, and just the camera techniques oh, yeah, and some there, of the stuff a, that There's happens. a good 40s film. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, have you got one writing one down? No. I'm oh, you talking about... Wait, just go. Yeah. Um, there's one certain bit which I, I find mind-blowing, and it's this shot early on when you're at um, Citizen Kane or Charles Foster Kane's childhood house in the snow, and you've got his parents talking with the guy who wants to take him yeah, away. It's just a road and there's video. a shot where it's like just through the house, or not through the house, but it's sort of it's filming them, and you see him outside playing in the snow, um, yep. Citizen Kane. And then it goes back and follows his mum walking towards the camera. Yeah. And then apparently the table... Um, that was in the way split for the camera to come That's through so cool. and then went back really quickly for her to sit down at the table and it just sort of was still there and you could still see him outside the window, That's which is a really interesting shot. That's a really clever shot. Um, yeah. yeah. And so this, this film was definitely far ahead of its time. Wow, you've got that trivia down. Yeah, no, I just, I decided oh. to look it up because I thought it was Yeah, I think just the idea of Rosebud. Yeah. I, I so it's... Once again, as part of cinema history, it's... Mm. Did you notice the, um, the comparisons with Wolf of Wall Street when you were watching it? A little bit, no, yeah. Kind of just that no, there, kind there was a bit where he, life, there like, was a bit where the um him with the sitting around the table with all the people and then all the girls the come party, in. And he's like yeah. the party, yeah. yeah. Um, um, it's I don't know. There's something about it. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I only saw it the, just the other week. I think it's, um, so. It's it's about a newspaper tycoon who dies in his mansion, um, yeah, Xanadu, yeah. um, with his final words being Rosebud. Yeah, which. <laughs> There's a little bit of a pothole there, but whatever. Um, reporters scrambled to figure out what the meaning of the last words. What, what the meaning of his last words yeah. are. Um, and we go through flashbacks through his life, showing yeah, us sort of his, just... the pro- progression of how he became so famous. Um, and I love I love the start because it's sort of a, a whole newspaper sort of... It goes for about, like, 10, 20 minutes. Yeah, the, um, about in, the in memoriam or yeah, that, yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, just sort of tabling through his life. Um, uh, so there's a bit of a pothole because, like, was anyone around when they heard him say Rosebud? <laughs> Because he died alone. There was the nurse. There was the nurse, outside. exactly. That's what I was thinking. But also, he she said... She was it, outside, though. He was outside, and he said it pretty quietly. But whatever. <laughs> That's the famous plot hole of the movie, which is pretty funny. Um, yeah. I think... And, I think yeah, it's just the ang... That really angry scene where he's just, like, throwing snow globs or whatever. Oh, yeah. Just, and he just has an angry... And then, it's a yeah. brilliant... Yeah, it's a brilliant movie. Yeah. Um, I, it's a really simple story, but I, I definitely think there's something deeper below the surface in terms of what Rosebud means. Yeah. Um, some people think it's sort of the loss of childhood, something to do with yeah. that because of this. It's on a sled. Sorry, spoilers. Um, at the end, um, and the sled that he had right at the start, uh, which I think it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I. I think it's probably the most widely talked about film 
out there, or one of them at least. Yeah, it also kind of shows how how little people care about the person mm. and more about his achievements. Yeah, they true. Don't, they don't care true. about him as a person or what his experiences were. It's just about how much money he had. That's so true because well, it's like they, yeah. they just throw his um all this crap yeah, in the fire. Exactly. Like, and it's just like the sled's burning. Yeah. That's actually really good. I didn't think of that. Um, yeah, this film it's definitely like if you if you really think about this film, it's like. If people reference this in pop culture, they say, oh, like, yeah. like, yeah, like, that film's not a citizen, that's no citizen case. Distinctly, like, I remember, um, like, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so this was season one, I think, Charles mm-hmm. Boyle was, I identify as a Charles Boyle, by the way, <laughs> Charles Boyle was trying to get uh, Rosa Diaz to go on a date with him, and he's like, I bought tickets to a screen of Citizen Kane, because oh, <laughs> she likes old movies, and he's like, um, and she's like, Citizen Kane sucks, go find a new movie, and he's like, Sure, sure. Find a better film than Citizen, Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane, yeah. Yeah. Then literally what everyone refers to as the best film ever made. Exactly. Anyway, so yeah, that's Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane doesn't suck, Rosa. Citizen Kane no. doesn't suck. It's pretty, it's pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, but um, Orson Welles, did you see The Other Side of the Wind? Did you end up getting around to it? Oh, is that the one that, 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 the, he, that was sort he, of he remastered di- or whatever? He died yeah. um, before it was finished and then they edited it together. You said it was... It was unwatchable. Yeah, right. yeah. I think I think Citizen Kane was a fluke because it was yeah. awful. Well, he's done he's done other films as well. I couldn't other st- famous films. I couldn't stand watching really? it. Really? Yeah, it was just like. Was that was that? Did it go to Netflix? It, it kind of yeah. It kind of Netflix got the rights. It kind yeah. of had an alright idea almost. Mm. It just. <sighs> well, he did he did films like uh, The Stranger, which I've heard is really like, good. That, well, the way they describe it, it's about like, um, in a director's final days. It's kind mm-hmm. of him reflecting on his legacy and stuff. They don't do that at all. It's just a really awful film that he's made. And it's like an awful mm-hmm. film inside of an awful film. Really? It's just the way the dialogue shot is so do, do you think that the was... Dial- all- the dialogue is awful. It's it's not something you can understand. Mm-hmm. It's just like you zone out from it because really? it's so badly done. Do you think it was Orson Welles' fault or the people who remastered it, the, the, the it's, studio? It's that- possibly in the editing. Although, yeah. no, I think the dialogue and the way it's shot was pretty bad. Mm. Yeah. Um, but a lot of that could have come down to sort of editing and the A lot studios. of... It's all in the editing is a quote I've seen somewhere. Right, okay. Don't know where, but... Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Um, anyway. It wasn't good at all. Mm-hmm. That's it. All right. You have another movie? Oh, yeah. Um. Well. Yeah, okay, let's go. Which one should I go? Go either one. I think I'll save the, one, the, the big one for last. I think Rear Window. It used to be... It, Used to be probably I used when people ask me, I, I don't really have a clear answer. It kind of depends on day, but like yep. when people ask you, you kind of need an answer. I used to say Rear Window was um, your favorite as film. my favorite film of all time. Yeah. Um, I don't think it is anymore. I think something took over it. I think it's still an excellent, it's excellent. film. Excellent, excellent, excellent. God, film. the way the way so it was directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock, no. Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy and, Stewart um, is such a great. He's so good. Yeah, he's them. so good. Yeah, and uh, he should have been James Bond. I mean, yeah, yeah, he should have been. He I mean, he was probably been. a bit old. What when that happened? And also, he's American. There's never. Yeah, exactly. Although I always used to think um, Sean Connery was American. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's a bad actor. Um, yeah. <laughs> actually, no, no. Sorry, uh, sorry. No, Sean Connery was the best one. Sorry, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, that, he's Pierce Brosnan. Not good. He's awful. No, no, sorry, Sean. Con- what am I talking about? Sean Connery is the best Bond. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Rewindow. Okay, Rewindow. Um, it, yeah, it used to be one of it. Used to be my favorite film. It still is one of my favorite films. Mm-hmm. Um, what's so good about it? I don't know. The it, the, the way. Obviously, this like it's technically masterful. Yeah. The cinematography is brilliant. The script is so well written. It 
drops these hints and it's kind of the foreshadowing yeah. a bit. It is like the the suspense of it. Yeah, it's that he creates. It's in it one. It is place. so contained. It kind of has this philosophical bit, and it's really interesting because it covers just like looking into other people's lives yeah. from one perspective. Yeah, that is really interesting mm-hmm. how they did that, and it, just in the premise alone, it yeah. is a brilliant film. The way the way Hitchcock moves the camera, yeah, um, in this sort of back sort of garden, and that you kind all of, these you kind share. you kind of. Just from looking, you don't get any dialogue of these no. characters or anything, but just you, looking, you understand, looking their understand the yeah. people. And it's kind of about it's a kind of about him. He observes what he thinks is a murder. Yeah. Um. I, I rewatched this last night, and it's God, God, it's fantastic. I had seen it before, but we saw it in a very disruptive place. So, Soul said it wasn't that good. The first I said two, it was good. No, you said it was but just it, okay. But the it, first time, I, was, I didn't pick up on many things because of the stuff that was going Bloody on. Tired looking it. at your Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we just called you out. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I think that the way he moves the camera in this little sort of back garden area, just sort of... Especially they, actually the made, start, they actually made a they, set for it. They made a set they? for the film, yeah. That's fantastic. Like, as in, in a studio lot. Yeah. And they had to dig out the ground because really? it was too, it was, oh too short. Yeah. And just the way, it, the, the, that first yeah. shot where it goes round and see you see everyone doing their thing, yeah. and then it cut, and it just goes to Jimmy Stewart's face just sweating. Yeah, it's really hot apparently. Um, but it, it it's such a fantastic movie. It's really good, it's and really you good. Uh, of course you get also the progression with kind of the Grace Kelly, Jimmy Stewart their relationship, which relationship is kind of one. Rocky, yeah. But that's that's nothing on the actual main plot, which is mm. the murder, and it kind of just all intertwines. It is so masterfully made. It is, it is classic I feel filmmaking. Like it is. Uh, I feel like those contained it's, stories. It's not by the books. No, it isn't. It's, it's completely some, it's different. It's something completely different. But I, I don't think it's dated either, because it's sort of. I feel like this. It, it could come out today, and it would still be. It would still be like. It wouldn't feel like it came out like yeah. forty years ago or whenever it did. Yeah, Christopher Reeves actually did a reboot of it. Really? Sure. Yeah. Did anyone see it? Is it uh, called no, Rewinder? It, it was a TV movie. Oh, a TV movie. Oh, okay. Gross. Yeah, I have um, it. Yeah. Anyway, so that's... Oh, <clears throat> Rewinder's fantastic. Yeah. Please watch it if you haven't. Please I, do. I, I don't know if it's on any... I don't think it is I don't think... I mean, you could check Best Watch. Oh, yeah. no, just watch, sorry. Just watch, yeah. Not Best Watch. Watch yeah. I don't know if I trust that thing anymore. <laughs> I searched up some things on there and... Yeah, a lot of it says lot of Canopy, it's, but it's, it's not. not. Yeah, exactly. A lot of it says Canopy, and yeah. it's not, yeah. Really annoying. You can find different ways. Like one, one film, my last film that I'll talk about later, I just found on some. It's not a pirate site. I never pirate movies. Those who pirate movies are bad. Don't I agree. do pirate movies. No, I don't pirate movies. I don't. It's not respectful to the filmmakers. No, I agree. It is cheap and dirty. It is. And I mean, actually, no. I pirated one film, which was The Room. Okay. I'll yeah, but I mean, I like, mean, one, it's a bad problem. film. Two, it's not on iTunes. It's not on any it's, streaming yeah, service. Find what it do you ex- how do you expect me to watch it? Yeah. I mean, I had to watch it before the disaster artist. Talk about so, yeah. Um, so, please don't arrest me, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, my next movie, you know, speaking of Jimmy Stewart, this movie also stars Jimmy Stewart. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Which I mean oh, is really came out in 1946. Um. Yeah, yeah, I've okay. seen this movie. Yeah, was that going to be one of yours? Okay. Yeah, cool. I don't know. I, I had right. this down. As I mean, yeah, sure, sure, it was good. But... Yeah, I, I'm still in the 40s at the moment. Um, so it's a Wonderful Life, which is a Christmas movie, which basically follows George Bailey, who's a pretty like frustrated, angry businessman. Um, but he has dreams of going overseas, and everyone in the town kind of likes him. Um, but he feels as though he doesn't have you know what he needs in life. It feels really like, incomplete. Yeah. Um, but then later on in the movie, an angel comes down called Clarence. For some reason, mm. um, and shows him a life where he never existed in this town, 
Um, so it's essentially about him accepting what he has and embracing, you know, the good in your life. Yeah, he wishes um, that he was dead. Yeah, he wishes yeah, he was dead, basically, yeah. yeah. I mean, he wanted to commit suicide at one stage of the movie. Yeah. Um, and I just love this movie because it's like, it has a really great message. I think it's really entertaining for a movie that came out. Because sometimes, obviously, movies back then aren't as really entertaining like they're yeah. not, they're not I mean, entertaining they, These films. movies that we're talking about, they hold, they basically they are. hold up though. Yeah, Citizen Kane keeps moving. This yeah. movie keeps oh, moving. Citizen Kane's probably, out of all these movies that we're talking about, actually Citizen Kane and It's a Wonderful Life probably drag the most. Probably, yeah. Out of all Yeah, these, you're probably right. Yeah. Rebel Without a Cause flies by. Rear Window is incredible. Mm. The one that I'll talk about, it's two and a half hours long. I just watched it like last night and you watched today. It last night and it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. I, I need to But yeah, it's extremely fast-paced for only a two-hour film. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just a great timeless Christmas film. It, it's just like Jimmy Stewart's great. I love the themes of accepting what you have um, instead of wishing what you know stuff that you want to do and stuff like that. Yeah. Which I think is a really great kind message. Kind of teaching great gratefulness. Yeah, exactly. Um, and apparently the, the town that they had was actually all a set. Really? That entire the town. Thing, the entire wow. town was a set. Um, and the snow was... Apparently the snow was actually... Um, Actually, no, apparently it was a different type of... Because obviously they had fake snow back in the day, but apparently it was a new sort of invented type of fake snow. I don't exactly know the, the proper terms, but apparently they, they invented a whole new thing for new snow. But apparently it was like one of the biggest sets of its time back then. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really kind of love I, It's a Wonderful you know, Life. You know Tim Burton's Batman? Tim Burton's Batman, Batman. yes. I'm pretty yes. sure they made like a full-scale mini- or miniature of Gotham. Really? I heard. Yeah, you can't see it anyway. They disassembled it, but apparently it was like absolutely. Wait massive. for the like, it, it, a miniature is in Gotham's, as in like not small, but as in like a mini. They didn't build the actual yeah. city, but it was like on a miniature scale, so that's they could really just cool. go around. Yeah, that's really did they actually? Apparently, that's what I heard. That movie is really damn good. Yeah, um, anyway, wait, are you done with it's one for life? That's that's it. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say. It's alright. It's just. I, I personally think it's really good. I, I actually really want to rewatch it again. Oh, I, I used to have it at a nine. I bumped it down to like a seven, I think. Really? Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah it doesn't stick with you really. I mean, that message really did. I thought. The yeah, of course. Was yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. It's a basic message though. It's timeless. Sure. You don't. You don't really see that message in like films though, because. No, I don't think you, know, you like, do. It, like, well, I just, I just love the idea where it's like have. an angel coming down and like it's just sort of absurd, but it's really like it's just really entertaining just watching that sort of unfold. Um, okay. Sort of this town not knowing who he is, basically. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Oh, yeah, the last one. I saw this last night and today, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I'm questioning whether or not it beats beats Rear Window. Okay. I am. I mean, they're both incredible films. Like, Rear Window is, like, I love it all, so much. Yeah. The Wages of Fear. I'm I'm pretty sure it's a French production. I don't know. I mm-hmm. haven't checked who it's directed by. I don't know who. I think it's like y- Yves Montand okay. or something. Who I, I had never it. heard of it. My gosh, I was blown away. So what, what inclined you to watch it? So, um, it? Well, I saw like a Cinefix video on top 10 thrillers ever. Oh, okay. And they put on there and they're absolutely right. It is yeah. thrilling. Yeah. Like okay. your heart for them. So the story is, I mean, the first hour is very slow because it's not the actual story. I mean, yeah. you can see how it's important because it kind of adds weight to their situation mm-hmm. and why they're doing it, um, what they're doing. So they're, nitro, they're, they're in two trucks carrying a load of nitroglycerin, which is like seriously reactive, mm-hmm. like explosives. And like, it's not like proper trucks for carrying it. And they have yeah. to, they're just like 
they have to drive really slowly so that their truck just doesn't explode. It's okay. just... It kind of sounds like speed. No, it, no, it's different. Okay. It is so, <laughs> Sounds like speed. Speed's good, actually, but yeah. no, it is so intense. Okay. It is, like... And it's really symbolic. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's profound. I love it, movies like that. Like, there's so much to analyse. I can't wait for you to watch it so we can just discuss can about, it. about it. Like, we could do a whole podcast just analysing. Wait, so what, what was it that you said you watched it on? Oh, some website um, online. Just search up uh, wages, the Wages of Fear free movie. It's not a pirate site, by the way. But, um, yeah, it's just gorgeous. The acting performances are so well done. Mm-hmm. It's... It's a black and white film, and I just I'm blown away. I can I'm getting emo. It was so emotional. I'm getting emotional like talking about it almost. It was. Is it on? Is it on YouTube? Uh no no. Oh sorry Hold no on. Daily Motion. Is yeah that Daily it? Motion that's it. Yeah okay cool. Yeah yeah um, watch. Yeah watch it later. Yeah I'll, I'll pop it on the watch list. It's incredible. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I have. Um, I'm gonna skip. Wait, is that? Do you have anything else uh, to say? I don't know. I need to discuss about. It. It's perfect yeah. for a discussion. I'm just. Blown away. We can always like, we can always talk it about it. It is later. so tense. Like yeah. seriously, like you feel for these characters, and it because really? they're in poverty. Like you can, that's yeah, right. why that's, they that's... subject themselves to this insane task. Yeah, right. Blows you away. Anyway, yep. um, I'm gonna skip a movie because I don't actually feel like I have a lot enough talk. But that's Strangers on a Train. Really, I've um, actually seen it. I want to see it. It's really good. Um, um, David Fincher's very good. Isn't it? That's 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 so cool. Yeah, that's cool. Finch is great. Uh, it's directed by Alfred Hitchcock. I don't really want to talk about it because I don't have a lot to say about it. But um, is it good? It's a really good thriller. Cool. Um, I suggest watching it. I, I got it at the library. Um, yeah. I'm going to talk about <laughs> one of the best films ever made. Yeah. Which is... I think I yeah. think is like anyone would say this. Um, Twelve Angry Men. Um, it's sen- essentially about a dozen jurors who have just heard a murder case um, at a court, um, and if the boy is guilty, he'll be. Which the boy is only he's only 16 years old. The kid, and you only get one shot of the kid, and you instantly feel sorry for him. Um, and yeah. if the boy's guilty, he gets sent to the electric chair. Um, and early on in this, in sort of the jury room, um, you, all the 12, most of the jurors, it's pretty obvious that he's guilty. All of them except one, yep. um, Henry Fonda, who believes there's reasonable doubt. Um, and then the next, the rest of the movie is just him convincing everyone else that there, yeah. there could be reasonable doubt. Yeah, it's like, it, it's just in, all in the dialogue. It's not an action movie. It's so no. contained. It's in one it's room. It's in one room the entire time. It's, it is, it's like... It's very basic, kind of minimalistic filmmaking, yeah. but it is so well Just done. The it way is outside of the box. Yeah, so it was directed by Sidney Lumet, who did who did Dog Day Afternoon, which yep. you talked about as and one of your favorites. Also, Network. He is possibly one. He, he, he I mean, is he's in my top three greatest film directors mm-hmm. of all time. He didn't do enough, and Network isn't. Yeah, probably. Up that's the thing with these great directors; a lot of them don't do enough. But I didn't think Kubrick did Kubrick enough. Kubrick didn't do enough. No, he I mean, do he enough. did a lot. He did a lot, but just not enough because of yeah. how amazing he is. Sidney Lumet, he did two films, but two really good films. Mm-hmm. But they're, I mean, actually, I haven't seen, um, not, Sur- no, yeah, Serpico. No, it's another one. Um, okay. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, but you've but, seen Network, Dog Day yeah, Afternoon, and obviously 12 Angry And Man. he is. A master? He's in the top three, if not the best director of mm. all time. He knows okay. how. That was his debut, actually. So oh, I don't yeah. what a debut. Yeah, that's so like that's the, like just the way he moves the camera, especially in that opening scene where everyone comes into the room. Yeah. It's literally all one shot for about three minutes. Yep. And it just goes through every single person through the room. But yeah. it doesn't really feel like it's one shot. It, it feels like it's separate shots, but it is all one shot. Yeah. Um I love how you you not you find out what this case is about through what they say. 
So you come into this room and you feel like you're part of the jury. You feel like the, pe- Henry Fonda's explaining to people why there could be reasonable doubt. Um, and you know you know sort of little bits about the people's lives. You go around. One of them, Ron really just wants to go off and go to a baseball game. Yeah. Um, it's the hottest day of the year. Yeah, just I think from it little said. snippets. But yeah. they have deep character. They do. It's, they, it's so weird. Except Lee. for Henry Fonda. Yeah. Really, he's just kind of, he's the man. I don't he's know. kind of the audience, actually, yeah. a little bit. Well, actually, no, not really. He's sort of, I don't know, he's projecting the information that we're sort of thinking. Yeah. Um, Lee J. Cobb is kind of the antagonist of the film. And you he sort of realise that he's fantastic. You realise that he he has sort of a different agenda. He he doesn't he's not looking at the facts of the case. He sort of he has a secret sort of um agenda. And I think that's really interesting that every juror has something about them that's sort of, you know, a different motive. Honestly, every guy every character in this, mm-hmm. every man yep. is like really well done. They have their own yeah, except they... for except for one. Uh, there was that old man who was just like doing it because he had a prejudice against the against Puerto Ricans who he Puerto was. Ricans, right? And, and he was just like kind of shouty and yeah. Yelly. No, he, you're he right. Was, he, yeah, he wasn't you know like he wasn't Lee J Cobb, but he was the no, other he was, yeah. one. He was the the second last, last one. He go, was yeah. the one before Lee Not, J Cobb yeah. to turn. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I know who you're talking about. I um, no, I, I actually understand what you mean. Um, but I think it's really interesting because one of them, because obviously the kids Puerto Rican. The, one of the characters is from a slum, and that Puerto Rican that kid's from really a slum. That was really interesting. And that's so interesting that they sort of have vendettas against people. Yeah, prejudice. Um, yeah, prejudice, exactly. And it's like um, it's actually like an analysis on juries. Like It is. Like And actually, they should show, before people do jury duty for mm-hmm. like big trials, they should show this film as to not, so that they're not prejudiced or they try and avoid prejudice. That oh, just, yeah, this this film is just like, yeah, no, totally. That makes sense because... It's real. It's like, it is. Yeah. Cause like, and I, I think because it makes sense because obviously jurors, you don't want to, you know, just suddenly say, oh yeah, the guy's guilty, let's get out of here. You know, yeah. they want to just leave. They, you got to actually take it seriously because yeah. this kid could die. Um, and I love how you get the own, the one shot of the kid. It's just like that one shot at the start and you never see him again for the rest of the movie. Yeah, I you love don't, You that. don't have to. You don't have to. You really don't. Um, it's short, but it's, it's, it's short, so yeah. effective. I mean, it's like an hour and a half, hour 40. Yeah, something like that. I love the camera positions in this movie. How he like sort of the way he frames faces mm, and the yeah. way he frames people. Yeah, he had like if if it's say Jura one and Jura five, he had mm-hmm. like a set angle for that, and he just yeah exactly position. for certain people. Yeah. I remember like three and twelve. There was one where it was just like a low yeah. shot. It's like really interesting. And as the film it. progresses, um, as Henry Fonda sort of starts bringing people to his side, as thinking yeah. that there is reasonable doubt, the film the camera goes lower. Yeah. Which sort of shows his dominance yeah. over over the rest of the people, yeah. which is just masterful. Yeah. Um, like that's just thought. It is of it's the technique. Like, it's not just like oh, let's shoot this. Yeah, it he thinks about everything. Symbolism. Exactly. It's like, have you seen that meme where it's like film students? Everything must have meaning. <laughs> no. I mean, like, I, I don't think every shot has meaning, but yeah. I, I like meaning in every shot if I can. I mean, oh yeah. I don't think it is. No, but... I, I. That's all. Great filmmakers are perfectionists. Yeah. You got Kubrick. You got. Lou May, you've I got... I Tarantino is a... Tarantino is kind of a perfectionist, yeah. He's kind of an arsehole. <laughs> he's, no, he's great. Just a little bit. Love that guy. Um, and I love the ending of this movie, how you never even realise that none of them knew each other's names. Like, at the end, it's just like, oh, your name is... And then they shake hands, uh, Henry Fonda and another one yes. of the jurors. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, yeah, they didn't even know each other's names and they spent, what, like, 12 hours with each other. This movie yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. It's literally... Words cannot describe how incredible the film is. Yeah. Um, I think it's... Obviously, you've got the iconic switchblade sequence where, yeah, where he's got the the switch, the unique. That people think that yeah. it's a unique switchblade. 
um, to the kid, and it, it's a one of a kind. But then he just pulls it out, slams it on the table. That that scene just gives me chills. I'm even thinking about it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, this film is masterful. Yep. Go watch it. It's on Netflix and Stan. I think it's it's extremely popular. Yeah. 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 As far as like old movies go, this is one of the ones that pe- a lot of people have viewed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I agree. I, I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, one more, which um, I I watched in preparation for mm-hmm. this. I mean, I I wouldn't put it up within any of these, but let's just talk about Gone with the Wind. You oh, Gone with the Wind. It. I haven't seen it. I, I watched it. Um, I wasn't into it very much at all. Yeah. It it's really long. Like, <laughs> what is it like? Two four hundred twenty four minutes. Oh, yeah, man. it's like four hours old. Yeah, yeah. It is. That is long. It's a tough watch. Yeah. Um. There's one thing in it which is really interesting to me, and it's mm-hmm. the relationship. It's so their relationship. It is so poisonous. But that's interesting because it's not your traditional one. It's like oh, I love movies that are poisonous relationships. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Blue, Val- Cold, Blue, Cold War Blue Valentine. Yeah. yeah. It's like a poison. Yeah. It's yeah. Really interesting. Um. And yeah, that's. I just wanted to say that. I, I watched it in preparation for this. Really no point to it. I mean, yeah. at least I can say I've seen it now. No, at least you can say you've seen it because it is extremely and popular. I will never watch it again. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I don't blame you. So, Not that I've seen it, but yeah. I mean, it's a long movie. Yeah. Um, okay, do you have another movie that you want to mention? Or? No. Is that it? Well, I think I'm done, yeah. Okay, I have one more, which yeah, I just no. wanted to mention, which you've, you've also seen. Um, Some Like It Hot. <laughs> oh, uh, gosh, 1959, <laughs> which I love this movie. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Uh, it's directed by Billy Wilder, who did Sunset Boulevard. Wilder. Um, Wilder, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, why, why, what did I say? Wilder. Wilder, whatever I say. Um, Sunset Boulevard, The Apartment, Sabrina, which is, is more famous ones. Um, and it stars Tony Curtis, Jack Lemmon, and Marilyn Monroe. Um, Curse and Lemon. I mean, like, them two are some dang dudes. They're so yeah, good. Yeah. They're so funny. Yeah. I just love... And it, it's essentially about two male musicians who experience or see, like, a mob hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, and the mob sort of sees them. So they go on the run and they dress up as females yeah. and they go in a female band and they, they go to this location and the mob's following them and it's a comedy and it's hilarious. And I, oh, I wasn't that into it. Really? Fair enough. I mean, I understand because it is, it's sort of, I feel like it's an acquired taste of comedy. It's not yeah. sort of a, like a, something that everyone would enjoy. Um, I just love, yeah, Curtis and Lemon are fantastic. It's extremely entertaining. The ending is probably, like, the, one of the best endings I've ever seen in film. I love the ending of this movie. Just that, yeah, the... Nobody's, yeah. nobody's perfect, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's nobody's funny. perfect. That I love funny. that. I yeah, that's, that's funny. Yeah, I, I don't know, I love this movie. It's really politically incorrect. If it came out nowadays, people would be... Really? Yeah. yeah, just because the gender switching. Just the stuff. gender switching and the stereotypes and whatever, but I loved it. I thought it was so Someone, good. Someone's always pissed. <laughs> Someone is always, yeah. Mm. Anyway, so that's that's all the films that I have to mention. Oh yeah, I'm not going to talk about it much, but Casablanca, I guess. Let's just Casablanca. I'll I say, haven't seen it. Oh, I'll say that I've seen it. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not that great. Okay. Um. I. I yeah. I don't. I'm, is I'm, it long? I don't feel. Yeah, it's, it's pretty long. It's okay. not like four hours long. No. Yeah, because I've I've heard a lot of people say Gone with the Wind, that one, and Gone with the Wind, Casablanca, and Gone with the Wind are like really big films. Oh yeah. Uh, I think like they're the big ones that everyone everyone talks about. It was obviously like a big thing back in the day. Yeah. I have foreign films and um, Bicycle Thieves and Seven Samurai. Seven Samurai, Legends I have to see. I, I tried to watch that the other day. I couldn't find it anywhere. Really? That I, and, I, I um, got it at the library. Oh, I should go. Yeah, I should go. Bicycle Thieves that. is on YouTube. I, uh, Ty told me about that one for the foreign film. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, uh, Kira Kurosawa. Uh, Kurosawa. Who and did, and he Seven did Samurai Rashomon. And Rashomon, yeah. Yeah, which I've got to see both. Yeah, I haven't seen um, that either. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I've got a new favourite foreign film of all time. Mm-hmm. Best foreign film of all time. That's Watches of Fear. Like, I've, oh right, yeah, that's foreign, right? Yeah, the sure. Best. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah. Cool. So that's that is the forties and fifties in a nutshell. Because we're doing a ranking, like all the way through, mm-hmm. just 
Because there's not so many in this, let's just do a... A little what, five. Camp we'll five. Say, we'll say five. So, so I had one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I, I listed off five, so that's perfect. Okay, well, what, what order though? So, from bottom to top, I'd probably say bottom, The Great Dictator. It's really funny and whatnot, but it's I wouldn't watch it um, often. Then probably uh, Citizen Kane. Really? Okay. It's it's really damn good, but I rewatchability, um, rewatchability, so much, yeah. and I don't think I'd fully get into it as much. Um, then probably It's a Wonderful Life at number three. That's a really great Christmas movie. Uh, number two, I would say Some Like It Hot. It's, I just love that comedy. Yep. And number one, Twelve Angry Men. Wait, where's Re- where's Rear Window? Oh, Rear Window. Okay, yeah, I'll put that in there. Rear Window would go third. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. No, second. It'd go in front of some like it hot. Yeah. It'd go uh, so, 12 so, Angry like, Men. So, what's bumped out? Great Dictator's bumped out. Great Dictator's bumped out. Okay. And then I'll have 12 Angry Men is just in my top five favorite films. Maybe yeah. top three. Probably yeah. top three. I've just written out a rank. Okay. Um. Actually, I've got to, I've got to decide where Wages of Fear goes. Let's say, okay, Rebel Without a Cause last. Yeah. Actually, no. Let's put Citizen Kane last. I mean, sure. that feels wrong because it is it such a It feels wrong, film. but... I mean, no, you know what? It's not necessarily the same as bad because these are all brilliant films. These are all really um, good films. Okay, let's say Citizen Kane Last, Rebel Without a Cause. Um, oh, you're going to be angry at me for this. I think 12 Angry Men 3rd, which is still in the top three greatest films of those two decades. Yeah, true. That's fine. 12 Angry Men. <sighs> what am I going to do? Rear Window, Righteous Fear. Whoa, Righteous Fear is number one. Number one. Whoa, above 12 Angry Men and Rear Window. I need to see, see it. it. I need to see it. I mean, no, no, no. Those are two brilliant films. Yeah, I own the obviously. Blu-rays. They're in my favourite. Yeah. All three of these films are probably in my top 10 favourite films yeah. of all time, probably. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Or top 20. Like, yeah. yeah. And you'll see that, obviously, a lot as we go through each decade that we'll have just movies that we can't, like, we can't stop loving. It's just, they're insanely good, obviously, because we're going through each decade. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the forties and fifties. We wanted to combine these cause we feel like we wouldn't have enough to talk about separately. Um, which and I think also, was probably a good idea. That's Rocketman as well. And that's Rocketman. Um, that's Rocketman. Yeah, we did. We, yeah. That was a good podcast. Wasn't it? That was a great podcast. Um, anyway, so, so yeah, go see the movies that we just mentioned because we highly suggest it. Um, I think most of them were black and white. There's only a couple. Uh, Three windows, color. Um, Color, uh, Rebel Without a Cause is Color. Color. I also have Vertigo, let's just say. Oh, Vertigo, yeah. Hitchcock, but, yeah. What was yeah. that? Was that 59? I don't know. It's just in 50. Yeah, I think yeah. it's 59, yeah. Anyway, so that's... Actually, 60s is going to be a small podcast. I don't have massives in there either. There's not that bi- There's not that much big stuff. I mean... Uh, I mean, there's some of my favourites ever. Looking, but, at, my, looking but, at my collection, I've only got one movie from the 60s, and that's 2001 Space Odyssey. Really? Um... But there is Good, one, bad, the other one? There is, yeah, I don't have that in my collection, but that'll probably be the other one we talk about. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get we'll get round to it. Yeah. Um, we'll see we'll see what we do. We might right, combine cool. or whatever. No, we're not. We can't. Oh, yeah, we, I don't we, think we can because seventies is big. Yeah. Seventies <laughs> is big. Okay. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah. Stay tuned for stay tuned podcast. Yeah, we'll get we'll have one next week. Two of us. Oh yeah, we'll try we'll try and do that, and then yeah, Sol's we don't have be any away, topic. and maybe I'll get I'll it, be away, maybe, and he'll maybe have I'll a get guess up. Maybe you will. <laughs> I'm making. You're gonna it. have to organize it. Sure, I'll organize it for you. I actually DM us if you want to be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, do it. A DM, uh, topic as well because we we don't have any topics. Oh, planned. dude, I have 15 topics written out. You do? You need to show me that. I mean. Nine of them. <laughs> nine of them are just this. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you have six. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's it. Actually, Thanks, no, I have five because this was one of them. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Okay, bye.